When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Causeway Street Podcast as we give you our NBA Draft Preview Show. We'll be previewing uh, what we think the Celtics may be doing or may not be doing with this number three pick on Thursday night. And of course, we'll recap, of course, we'll recap game seven of the NBA Finals between the Warriors and the Cavaliers. Wow. What a game, fellas. Dutra, Joel, any thoughts before we get into our Celtics draft talk? Let's let's just, let's break down this game seven because it was just one of the best game sevens I've ever seen, and at the same time, it was the best way to to end this series between these two teams. I mean, the the first three games we talked about in our last episode, how uh, both games were or the majority of these games were lopsided, and for them to finish with the game that was just back and forth. You know, Curry and, or, or Draymond Green was were hitting shots here and yeah, there. Curry was nowhere LeBron to be seen. LeBron James, man. Irving. I mean, he hit he had a few threes here I and there. I don't know. But dude. I'm talking about these stretches, though. These stretches of offense where one team is up by seven, boom, back comes yeah. the Cavs. You know, go up by three, four, five, boom, here come the Warriors. I mean, that's just that was the kind of, the of basketball best, game you want to see, right? It was one of the best basketball games, I think. Just I, I found I found myself just cheering for good basketball last night. Exactly. Which is strange because normally I would just be cheering wholeheartedly against LeBron James to fail at all levels. But the game was so captivating that I was I, I found myself being like, oh, A1 LeBron, and then next time come down, oh, here comes Clay Thompson with right. a three or Draymond Green with a three, whatever. So, yeah, that was, that was probably one of the best games, I think, uh, you know, in the playoffs this year, it, it rivaling only that uh, – that game six or game seven of the Thunder Warriors series, but uh, it was an awesome, awesome way for the NBA season to end with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it was drama, but yeah, I mean, def definitely back and forth all game, and you knew it right from the jump. You knew it was going to be a close game. When you see Draymond Green taking over, and then, you know, Kevin Love seems an energized, ready for game seven, and um, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I think what it came down to was the mentality. Like the Warriors sort of seemed like, oh, it's okay. Like it's okay to be crazy nervous and all this. But they acted like it. You know, they acted like, they acted like this was something like, oh, it's, you know, a couple mix-ups uh, will be fine. You know, we're turning the ball over, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. Like, but no, you had to be perfect in this game, and the Warriors didn't have any intention of being perfect all night. No, I mean I think uh, clearly that was the best game of the series. Obviously, you knew it was gonna it was gonna be uh, uh, back and forth, considering that Golden State has has always played insane at home. But you know, it's like the all the momentum that Cleveland had the previous two games, it it was almost it was almost like Cleveland. Was the favorite in some in some in some ways over Golden State? Golden State, you 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 thought, all right, maybe the pressure is not on them as much, especially after what Steve Kerr said at, in Game Six. It's like, right, like if 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 all you needed was one game at home, and you have a chance to win the NBA Finals, you know, the Golden State would take it any day of the week. I think you got to put that that uh, that to bed. The whole. Golden State is so unbeatable at the Oracle. Yeah. That's it's got to be put to rest. RIP. Yeah. That's done. Because now teams are going to go in there next year and be like, you had the chance not only to close it out one time at home, 
twice mm-hmm. at home, and yeah. you blew both of those games. Yeah, one, you didn't have Jamon Green, but still, you had the Cavs on the ropes, 3-1, and you couldn't close it down. So, Warriors being invincible at home, that is done. Next year, it should not have anything to do with it, even though they still may be good at the regular season. Well, what's what's crazy is that that was their... The first time they've lost three games in a row since 2013. Right. Well, I, I mean, let's let's be honest. They lost how many games all year? Nine. Nine, nine games all year? And nine. How many in the playoffs? Nine. Nine. Playoffs. That is crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Kind of makes 73 it- and who gives a fuck? That's what it should be called. <laughs> That's what the t-shirt should be because we all sat here and we said, we didn't, I, you can't hate on what the Warriors did in the regular season. But you need to validate that with a championship. So this year, I think for Steph, for Golden State, all of those records, all of the records that they set, all the accolades they got, it means literally nothing because guess what? LeBron's flying back to Cleveland with the trophy saying, that wasn't too bad. (laughs) You know, like, no, I thought, what? We just won. All right. Awesome, man. So, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I personally, I think there needs to be a lot of rethinking things over in uh, Golden Stateville, but uh, I'll say that for later. Well, I got to give a lot of credit to, to uh, Coach Lou. I think he he really? flat out he flat out out coached Steve Kerr. He did. Um, you don't agree with that? I no. He, I okay. I mean, no. his defensive schemes, the the way that they were, you know, locking down on Curry and Thompson, making them feel uncomfortable. The only thing, pretty that much, I think- after Game Three, pretty much they were. Really tough defensively. Um, I thought that he got everyone involved. He started going into his bench more. He went a little deep here and there with uh, Jefferson. And yeah. you saw guys like Mo Williams. These are motivated guys, especially Mo Williams. I mean, this is a veteran who returned to the Cavs in a much reduced role compared to what he was when he first was Well, with the he Cavs. didn't play much before Game 7, though. Well, he played. He, he he started playing in Game 6. Right, but he didn't play. Eight. Yeah, yeah, before those two games right. he didn't play. But I feel like... But I think the Richard Jefferson move is a bigger thing for... Tyron Lue to take take home with himself to say that he was able to plug that guy and play major minutes and be a positive on the court every time he was out there. Yeah, so, but I think the biggest thing he also did was was sticking with Kevin Love. I mean, Kevin Love had a good game last night. Well, did he really he stick with Kevin Love? I mean, he start he 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 didn't he gave him thirty minutes last night. Right. Well, because, because he started he started and it was emphasized that he didn't need to score right. to be effective. Right. Which I think and he, he, he which grabs think, fourteen rebounds. For yeah. Him. Which no, Kevin Love was. Lights out last night for for me watching the game. He 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 was able to fit in for the first time in Cleveland. I feel like he finally fit in last night. He finally said, "Oh, I can. I'm good at rebounding." He Remember stopped, this, guys. Yeah, he stopped overthinking. He stopped saying, "I need to space the floor for LeBron." Yeah. He said, "Oh, I need to be that scoring option or one of the scoring options." No, he said, "I, I like I I get it. Like you can score. I you he he can score. He can yeah, but." The reason why he was so effective in Minnesota was because of his scoring and rebounding. And rebounding yeah. You can't eliminate rebounding, go from a 12 rebound, 12 rebounding a night guy to rebounding six, seven rebounds a night. That's not going to happen. But last night, yeah. in the first half of that game, he kept them in the game yeah. with his offensive rebounds. Because if you remember, in the first quarter, the Warriors were shooting pretty, pretty much lights out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the reason why... The Cavs were able to stay in, in you know, striking distance was because of Kevin Love's offensive rebounds. Well, to to piggyback on uh, on Sway's uh, point about uh, Coach Lou, uh, congrats to him because you know he's now he, now him and Doc have the same amount of rings. How crazy is that? His mentor. I like, I like how the the official tweet after the game was just congratulating uh, Tyron Lou and uh, James Posey. <laughs> Former Celtics, baby. That's all we care about. That's all we care about. Going back to what I was, I was gonna I was gonna mention. After game, after game four, right? They're down three to one. The uh, Cavs missed a chance to to tie the series, going back to to Golden State. I personally thought I was like, it's done. It's a wrap. They're going back to Golden State. It's I yeah, done in five. I think I, I, yeah, yeah. I, you know I what think I mean? A lot of people agree with you on that. But what a lot of people don't 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 realize or or, or didn't notice was the fact that the Cavs they forced a lot of uh, switches up top. When you challenge either Clay or, or or Steph Curry, or 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 when the or when the pick and roll would come, to, I probably like ninety five percent of the time, Steph would fall for it, 
and Steph would end up guarding someone like 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 Irving. And we saw what was right. the end result of that, especially in Game Seven. That was the, the deadly, the dagger. Let's talk three about point that right play there. because that that play we, uh, we we were talking about it earlier. That play was it was. Let's be honest, that was the defining moment of that game last night. Correct. Yeah. And I think without Kyrie Irving's that's a, that's performance, a game that's a game Kyrie without Irving Ka- gets gets him on a switch. Well, without Kyrie Irving, well, obviously that was the biggest shot of the night. But w- without his offense coming out of halftime, I think they could have been in trouble there. Well, I they, mean, remember they were down at halftime right, by they were, seven they were points. Down by seven. And Irving went off in that third quarter. And if he doesn't do that, I mean, the Warriors could have gone up to a 15, 16-point lead at that point Yep. if Irving doesn't do what he did in that third quarter, which set up the fourth quarter, which was back and forth, and, of course, ultimately ended with that huge three-pointer Yeah, that, that with, uh, less than a minute left. When you saw the, Steph the, switch out on too, that. We'll, we'll oh, that. When, you yeah. saw, when, when you saw Steph switch out, I just I started writing his obituary right there, dude. Well, I he said, played him well, though. He did. He did. He but played him well. But how know, many times did he know, did he J in his face during yep, the series? You know, Kyrie. Kyrie's just yeah, but got, last night though, Kyrie has Steph Curry's number. Steph can't defend Kyrie. He just can't do it. And the fact that they switched on that, I was like, sitting there like, like they were, what they were are daring, you doing? They, they were, were daring. daring him. They were daring yes. to do the switch, and he would fall for it almost every single time. No, but I, I think I think that the the fact that he was switching. Was daring Kyrie to shoot for some reason? Yeah, no, it yeah. was. You're right. That's what, like, that's that's what I'm saying. Crazy. Though. But that's what Kyrie wanted. Yeah, that's what the, that's what that's what the Cavs in general wanted. How many times did you see him or Thompson would switch? Even when LeBron would have it at the top of the key, and he would drive most of the time, or, or he would pop a shot. But most of the time, he'd drive and either make the shot or go to the free throw line. And that's old school pick and pick and pop basketball that you haven't seen. Since like the '90s and early 2000s. Yeah, but you yeah. got you got to give credit to the Warriors at the same time though. When they stopped LeBron, what three straight times in that fourth quarter? Oh, they, they just couldn't convert it into points on the other end. That was the biggest the the biggest uh, the biggest flaw through that stretch was, was that they would make the stops, yeah. but they weren't answering on the other end. Exactly. If that, you were to answer after making those huge stops, you put yourself a in a position mm-hmm. to to grab a, a, a two possession lead, and they couldn't yeah. get to that point. Yeah. They got to a two point lead, got to a one point lead, but they couldn't make it a two possession game. You leave it as a one possession game, and Kyrie Irving made you pay with that three pointer. Well, what about what about uh, the Warriors' possession right before the LeBron block? It was the shot clock is running down. Right, Steph has the ball, throws it to Draymond Green, and yeah. Draymond Green looked like a deer in the headlights. Like, yep. why are you giving me this ball? But that was your gives shot. it back to yep. to Curry, and Curry forces, yeah. which is weird to say because you know, he, but he almost made of, it. A lot of his shots, no, but but it's like, it was a one handed like three pointer. <laughs> yeah, he's made. He's made that. He's made that, know, that, I'm saying, he's like, made that so many times. Weird, but, it, <laughs> but he didn't look. He didn't look comfortable taking it. Though. Right. No, yeah. he didn't. As look weird comfortable. as it is, he didn't look comfortable. I, I'm gonna say this. He didn't look comfortable after Game Five. After no no game five on in he didn't look comfortable the entire when the pressure was put on and he realized wait a second like we really need to have a good game because if they win at, if we don't win game five they win at home that goes back to game he is not good under pressure Steph well, Curry is uh, not good under pressure yeah but I don't know if you, I don't know if you can say that in the I finals can't say it how do you do against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, those are pressure games. Three in a row, the same thing that Cavs just did. Let's be honest. Though. I just think that in this game, in in this series, he came up short. Do you think that? Do you think that it was that they ran out of steam? Because I don't, I haven't heard that narrative yet. But I mean, we, everyone was saying that they ran out of steam when they were down three one against the Thunder because they went after that seventy three games uh, championship. Uh, championship, stupid record. Record, dumb. <laughs> there was no championship. He didn't win one. That's why. But. But you went after that 73-game record. You come into the playoffs. You find a Thunder team that is uh, much more motivated to beat you than you are to beat them. Yeah, I right? mean, you could but, say but, that, but, but at you, the same time, you have to you have to talk about their, their health. I mean, I'm not saying that that's a big no, reason. I no. think this this team was healthy enough to, to beat the Cavs. You even, can't blame even the Bogut the, injury or the Iguodala injury. Or the Curry injury. The Curry injury had, I think it had all no factors in, final. but I don't think that – they the, couldn't have beat the Cavs in the condition that they were in. I think I don't Bogut, think it's a cop out. The Bogut injury probably would have happened regardless because that was sort of a freak injury. But the Iguodala and the Curry injury directly stem from going for that seventy three win win record. I don't know if I believe that. Well, Curry, he said it last night after after the game that he felt like he didn't do enough to lead his team to to a championship. Damn right, so, he did nothing. You know, and the, going back to the OKC okay, okay, series, you can't be the MVP. Hold on, hold on. But going back to the OKC okay, series, real quick, real quick. Points. And those three games that they came back, points. those three games that they came back, he scored ninety 
one points. Like he's capable okay, yeah. of doing the things that we saw in the Oklahoma City series. Right, yes. which, is, which is why I'm not saying the injuries – you can't use the injury as a cop-out. That's what I'm saying. But but he he shot poorly, especially those last three games. In the finals. Is that fair to say? In, in the, the finals. In the last three games of the finals, I meant to say. Okay, yes. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And he underperformed. Which is, I, just, I just hate it when people say that he did nothing. He was terrible. He led his team in scoring. Okay. He, he, okay, but if you're the you know, MVP. was the reason why you – that they were up in 3-1. Okay, what did LeBron do in this series? Everything. What did Kyrie Irving do in the series? One game seven for them. What did Steph do in the series? He gave them a 3-1 lead and kept them competitive. He did not give them a 3-1 lead. He did not he won, give them a 3-1 he won, lead. He won game four. He won game four. You can oh, say. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you can he say. Put them, he, he, kept saying, them, he kept the series from not being tied before game five. Okay. That's what I meant to say. Maybe okay. he didn't give them a 3-1 lead. But right. Okay. Without Curry, that, they would have been tied up going into game six. All I'm saying is that if you're the MVP of the league, unanimous, you got outplayed by two players the entire series, possibly Okay, so he underperformed. Don't say he did nothing. He underperformed. For the unanimous MVP? He didn't step up. He did nothing. You can't you, – you, no, for, for an NBA, run-of-the-mill NBA player, if he's Sean Livingston putting up these type of numbers, you're like, oh, man, I willed him to try to get his best Sean, as he could. Sean, you can't like, – how can you say he did nothing? Like, that doesn't make any sense. No, it does because no, – I'm sorry, doesn't. if you're going to be Spates a unanimous MVP – Most Spates at least had that one bucket last night where it was the <laughs> and one and he got all amped up, all right? He got the crowd into it, okay? So I don't say – most Spates did something. I tell you, after, after Bogut – for no Spates. other big man on that team has hands. Like they are so bad. Did you see Azili around the hoop? Oh my god! And why can were you they, make a layup? Why please? were they just feeding him the basketball so, to start the game? So it kind of, it kind of makes you wonder why did they trade David Lee? Imagine David Lee on this. Oh, imagine David really? Lee. Just no, I'm just saying. No, as a big man who's got good hands. <laughs> okay. So they, they need a David Lee in the series. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Just it's just something to just something to factor hey, in when it comes to like big men. You know, like, they depend so much on Bogut. To play defense and to you know catch the ball every now and again. You know what would have helped this team? I mean, most space took more threes than than any any big man in the series. Gerald Wallace. Why the hell did they cut him, man? Yeah, that's yeah. messed up. That they needed him. Up. They needed some Gerald. They Wallace. needed a little bit some of crash. Some huh? crash. Imagine some some going some after those brilliant those. some brilliant inbound passing. I get you. Yep, exactly. I just think after the series, I, I don't think it's fair to say that he did nothing, Curry. I don't think it's fair to say that. Uh, you know, this was a, like he like he was a fluke. I mean, the, the, there's some this, season. This fault on the, the he underperformed. And he got beat. He was yeah. outplayed. It doesn't it doesn't fall so, solely on, no, on Curry can't. because Thompson you can't just Thompson, say Thompson that. also Thompson, How did too. Thompson do? Look, Green had 32 points last night, and Steph and Thompson combined had 31. Green and scored Green, more and Green, than, than, than and, Steph and Thompson. And he combined. almost had a triple right. double. Which is which which for for Clay Thompson, I think it's fair to say that Clay Thompson underperformed this series. Okay, because Clay Thompson. Is option think... number two on this team. He is not. He is not the unanimous MVP. I'm going to keep harping back on that because Steph Curry had arguably the best regular season we've seen since Oscar Robertson averaged a triple double. Well, we haven't. Okay, seen, we haven't but seen we've that, seen this before, Dutra. We didn't see Oscar Oscar you know, Robertson. You know, my, everybody, everybody's seen. Whatever. But okay, fine. In my but lifetime, we, in my lifetime. All right, but yeah, we, we haven't seen this before. We haven't seen LeBron have an amazing MVP season then lose. Like, not, but, but 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 when you LeBron can't say loses, he un, you can't say he did nothing in those no, series. When LeBron but, loses in the finals and LeBron has lost in the finals, right? And he's you still. Seen, you would never say he no, did nothing. No, in the series. because he would never go out quietly. Like there, there will be times where. Well, I don't know about that. No, uh, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Right, exactly. There will be times in like the fourth. <laughs> quarter of games where he will be invisible and you'll be like what Man. what the heck like where right. where was LeBron, oh, where was LeBron taking that final shot right all I'm saying the entire series the series as a whole did not have a Steph Curry fingerprint on it at all do I have to keep talking about game game four over I, and over okay again? even if you want to take one game out of seven even the game when they lost he's dropped 30 one game out of seven Game six. I'm sorry, but that was a quiet 30, man. It was a very oh, that was quiet, a quiet 30. 30. It was the probably the most quiet 30. Do I have to say this again? Numbers don't lie? Do numbers lie? I understand. Do numbers, numbers lie? You guys numbers, are telling me numbers are yeah, deceiving. Numbers don't, numbers they don't lie. lie. but They lie, right? Numbers, numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie 25 points in a series. They, they must be. The numbers are some liars. How much they lose but by in that game? That's why, like, if, if he was averaging 28, averaged 29, 30 points Okay, so game. three points makes a difference. No. He needs to average three more points to make a difference. No, but, like, overall in the series, like, he. He hit he hit the thirty point plateau twice in seven games. He was outplayed. He was not. He didn't. 
Don't say he did nothing. Don't I didn't say, say he did nothing. You, I didn't you say have said no, that. No, no. I said <laughs> that. You're just I said saying that, it right now. I said that after game five. He did nothing. After game five, he didn't do nothing. I will stand by the fact that Steph Curry. At that scored, point. Four, oh, let's, let's get off this because we're going we're gonna to keep battling. But I'm going to get the final word because that's, that's what I like to do. <laughs> See, it's, easy, it's easy to say that. It's all right. Whatever you say is going to be the last say. No, so I'm, just, I'm just saying. No, I, man. I, I think I, we can all at least agree that if you're a unanimous MVP and you're in the finals, you should be able to affect the finals agree in a with positive that, but way. Don't say he did overall. nothing. Don't say he did nothing when okay. he led his team. He did nothing. But whatever. Let's go. See? By the way, can I bring up one other thing about yeah, Steph Curry? I was waiting for you to bring that up. No, I was waiting for you to say your your your, your hot take. This is my hot take. All right. This is a crazy take, but go ahead. The Warriors should trade Steph Curry. Are you insane? No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Warriors should Are trade Steph insane? Curry. I thought you were going to say like Kevin Durant should go to like the Warriors or something something like ridiculous like Which that. Which he won't do. I know, Steph, but I'm Oh yeah, no, it. something ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Steph Curry has 1 year left on his deal. Okay. Sean, the team is fine. They're going to regroup, they're going to get this gonna, is they're, adversity. They're, they're probably going to re-sign I'm Harrison sorry. Barnes. Even Dude, though he we had talked about okay I'm series. I'm sorry, no. We no, talked no. about this before Joel got here before we got recording. This is adversity. Steve Kerr and and uh, Curry, they've never lost a series. I don't. This I is don't the care. first time all of the all the best players they face adversity. This is his adversity. This LeBron is, James, how many times did he have to lose before he won? Let me ask you a serious question. Michael though. Jordan couldn't pass the bull. I mean, couldn't pass the Celtics before he won. You ready? All oh, the Pistons, but yeah. All oh, the Pistons. Okay. It's adversity. Kevin Durant leaves OKC. It's not, which is not going to happen. Not this season. If it happens, it happens no. next summer. Let's say it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say the Thunder are sitting there with Russell Westbrook, which they know are going to leave. He's going to leave. Uh, Russell Westbrook. It depends what happens this season, but okay. Russell I mean, Westbrook. Well, next season. You switch Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook. I'm going to tell you that with the way that Klay Thompson is able to shoot, what Draymond bring, Green brings to the table, that I, I think the Warriors would be better off with that situation, because we know that Russell Westbrook is a big game player. But does he fit that that system, though? I think, hell yeah, he fits the system. Because just because... No, no, I'm talking you, about Steph, Steph Curry in OKC. Well, think about it. They'd be building around Steph Curry because Durant would be gone. Mm. You'd be building around Steph Curry. You could say... So, now, so, so now after, this is, after going to the finals two straight years, he's going to say, all right, I want to start all over again. No, he has no say in it. If I'm the Warriors, I'm being smart. And I'm going to say, I would rather sign... Russell Westbrook to an ex- to a long term extension at major major max money, then sign Steph Curry to a long term extension because you factor in the ankles, you factor in the ankles, you factor in his the, his the, elbow. The, the, well, the way that he's played in the finals for two straight years, even though they won, and that's what they got out of that team, and I think that's the best that team's gonna yeah, but be. You don't want to break uh, up I, this team. I'd fire. I, I wouldn't I'd, even. I'd fire Steve Curry before I before even considering. Trading away. If you, I don't even. Curry. I don't if even think can, they should trade Thompson. You don't want to break up this this no, group. No, I. They, I know they you, have a strong core. They have guys I, under contract aside from Barnes. I just think that you could. I don't think it's you could right now. Right now. That's like that's like saying that LeBron should just opt out and bounce. I. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know what, guys? We I haven't even talked about LeBron James. <laughs> Real quick. Guys. I don't think LeBron that's a bad James. idea for LeBron James. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> Le, what does this win say about LeBron's legacy? Before the, we get off the topic, these memes these memes are insane I right know. now. I have to say something. Go ahead. I have to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead. I hate LeBron James. We 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 we've established this. LeBron James to me will always be a bitch. <laughs> but he was definitely the Finals MVP. He's yes. now won three NBA Finals. Three, I can three, no three, longer three, three and four now. I I don't. It's much better than two and five. I can no longer. Get on him about being a big name, big game player because he is a big game player. Now, I, I, I that is that is one bullet out of my but, insult gun. But you can still call. Is, you, you, are you gonna still call him a bitch though? Because I mean, oh, uh, he's a bitch. Did you see that? It's like, I, I'm not trying to oh, throw shade game, at him, but come oh. on, man, get on your knees and start crying. Oh, no, but no. come here, cameraman, get this so they hey, can play this for years and years. I'm still no, but, here. Yeah. I'm still here. Well, he wasn't the only one. It was Lou. It was well, Lou Kyrie. Was like a bitch on. Oh, Lou. Just sitting on a bed. Kyrie, Lou, get off your knees. J.R. Smith Smith was bawling like a baby last night. Listen, it's okay to cry as long as you're not LeBron James. All right. No, because you know LeBron has played this in his head like a thousand times. What I'm going to do when that buzzer goes off. Yeah. What I want to see, you know, people play when they talk about my legacy, when my career is done, they're always going to play him 
They're always going to show that footage of him on his knees. I mean, it was crying. amazing. Down, down three one. You come back and you go back home and you first win team it. to do that. Now, did you? And hear, then all of a sudden, he's not crying anymore. Did you when hear? He's doing he his released what his secret motivation was. What the Godfather thing? No, his secret motivation. Why? Why he said? But remember at the beginning of the year, he said, "This is this year. I have a little bit more extra motivation to win a championship." It's because apparently when he left Miami, he he told this to the, the guy at the end of the press conference. He said, "I'll, I'll tell you in private." Uh, McNamara, I think, uh, uh, of the Cleveland, Cleveland ESPN. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and he came on ESPN today. And he said his extra motivation was when he left Miami, he didn't name who it was, but I think everybody knows this probably was Pat Riley, left yelling at him mm-hmm. when he walked out of the building saying, this is the biggest mistake you'll ever make yeah. in your career. Yeah. But he said, he said multiple people, though, but yeah, yeah you're right. You know it, it, was, it, was, it, was, Riley. it was Pat Riley. It was Pat. You know it was yeah. Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Okay. So, I mean – that to me, well, that's why he played out of his mind last that, year too. That to me, like it's sort of, it's this weird feeling that I have of some type of a little tiny. Oh, you got to respect it. You have little respect, respect for LeBron James, even though I know he probably is going to do something in this offseason. It's just going to piss me off to no end. You think I'm going to go right back to it? Any chance he leaves? Yes. No, I don't think he leaves. But I want to answer your question about uh, his legacy. Um, you know my feeling about him after 2012, right? Yes. Being down 3-2 against the Seas. And that was, that was to me, like... Best game of his career. Best game of his career. He wins, it, he wins that championship when... This when, is game when, six we're talking about. Yeah, game, game six of the yeah. Eastern Conference Finals in, in, in 2012. Yeah, went out of his I, mind. I could not get the Garden. Yeah. Went, went out of his mind. Forces the game seven, right? Seas just ran out of gas there. I, I, it pains me to say that. But I, at that point... He, gets, he runs into no resistance against OKC, and I'm like, crap. The only team that challenged him that season was the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Okay? In 2013, how did they win that finals? Do we remember? Yeah. A motherfucker by <laughs> Just say Ray, his name. Ray Ray. Ray that, 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 that guy. <laughs> what was his name? Forces the – huh? What was his, his name? His name is Walter. Before y'all don't know, his first name is Walter, not, not, not Ray. Okay, so uh, he won that game. Won, right. won the game six. He wins the title. Right? That's two titles in a row. San Antonio shits on him in 2014. And last season, really had no help. But I'm not going to say he nearly pulled it off. But he played, again, insane. So this time around, the first time he wins a, he wins a title for Cleveland, the most important title of his career. He could go on and not win another title for the rest of his career. Not even get back to the finals. Not even get back to the finals, which that's, that's kind of hard not to do because well, of the Eastern Conference. East, but- yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. But he's not leaving. He'd be stupid. That'd be the stupidest move of his career. If he goes to the Clippers, dude, could you let him get to his point? Go ahead. So this is Jeez. this is his most this is most important win, and I'm watching every single press conference, especially when they were down two nothing, they were down three to one. He just looks so fucking calm, and 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 other times you look at him in the past and you just see him like, yo, he's panicking, or he's nervous, or he's just he just doesn't look. He just had like this peace about him, and I'm not saying he. I was like, oh, he's definitely gonna he's gonna pull this off, but he just looked like you know what. Even if I don't win this, like I'm coming back, like regardless. Yeah. But like this is like his his only thing should have been was to win in Cleveland. So when he won in 2012, I was like, "Fuck him! He could have done that in Cleveland." But now he's pulled it off. He pulled it off. He said for the first time in his career, he said he was going to do something, and he actually did it. And I think another big thing about it that's going to go down in the whole LeBron James legacy is his three championships, right? He beat Kevin Durant, he beat the Spurs, and he mm. beat the Warriors. In this era of basketball, that's a pretty frigging good resume, right? Mm. I mean, you're one and one against the Warriors, who were the best team of the past two years. You're one and one against the Spurs, which was the best team, arguably, of the past two years when they played against each other. You 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 beat Kevin Durant, who was the best player at that up and coming player at that time, second best player in the league, minus LeBron James. Right, that's a pretty good resume. Even it's though good, you're three and six, it's a good resume. And he didn't like his team didn't resort to like the new era of basketball. If 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 that's right, he, his team I mean? his team was built around him, which he had a way him. to play. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck LeBron James though. <laughs> but I heard this question earlier, and I'm going to present it to you guys. Now that he's won three championships, the same amount as Larry Bird, are people going to say, "Oh, he's better than Larry Bird now"? You can make that case. You could probably make the case, but I mean, I'm gonna wait until he gets four to even put him above that because 
Because um, Larry didn't join other people's teams. Yeah, I mean, Larry, Larry won it all in the same same city. You yeah. know, Larry, Larry said, yeah, you know, but I, I, let's build it here. But it was a different era of basketball, so you can't you can't get him on too much. But I mean, LeBron created that era of basketball. Yeah, but when 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 Larry when Larry won, I'm not saying like that that LeBron is better than Larry. I'll never say that, regardless of LeBron wins another title. But when Larry won in the city where there was always other teams winning, doesn't this kind of give him like a big boost for LeBron winning it in Cleveland after 52 years of no sports team ever winning it? Well, it yeah. does and it doesn't at the same time because it makes you wonder he's from what there. would have happened if he just stayed well, to begin yeah, with. And then it makes you wonder, and then it makes you, you know, it raises the question, what if they don't draft Kyrie Irving? Yeah. Probably stays in Miami, well, right? Well, then, he's but, not going to Cleveland if they don't have Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but Kyrie Irving yeah what the, if what if that pick turns into Anthony Bennett? No, but <laughs> part two point oh, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, but so for the, for the conspiracy theorists out there, so for him, for for Cleveland to get like you know a couple of number one picks for him, he had to have left. Right. Exactly. But, I mean, he also he also left. I mean, if you think about it, right? I think that was like the overall plan. He left. Kyrie was drafted. I think that might right? have been in the back of his mind. I really he left, do. He like, left. if I leave, they could get they, they could draft, get, yeah, a, they couple could draft of, a couple well, of decent it's players. It's like me not me rebuilding, but I don't have to deal with the rebuilding. Yeah, right. Like uh, maybe it's maybe maybe LeBron is on Kanye's level. He's just and, at that genius and, level, and, 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 and I got a know. chance to win a couple titles. Yeah, and then come back and win more titles. Well, he would now have to stay in Cleveland. That's really that's dumb deep thinking. He would now have to stay in Cleveland then, because if he leaves. Cleveland, I don't think Cleveland will be mad at him. As strange as that sounds, I don't think they'll be mad at him because because he won one. He won one. He won one for the he land. Won one. He won one. He dude, 1964. Yeah, that is that is unbelievable. To especially us in Boston, that's absolutely unbelievable. Considering considering how the series started, it, it ended great. Yeah, I think I think you all you could ask whoever, for was whoever, last night. You know, whether the Warriors or the so. Cavaliers, I just I thought it, I thought it was like the last three games were were great. Great musty TV. All right, moving on, guys. We have the NBA draft coming up Thursday night. Big night for the Celtics. Big night for the franchise, of course, because this is a night where Danny Ainge has made historically has made some big uh, trades on draft night. Uh, trades that gave the Celtics that ended up with the Celtics, you know, with the championship, and trades that forced Celtics to go into the other direction. Of course, in 2013, when he traded uh, his franchise players and Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. However, we are three years removed from that. We're waiting for him to kind of make these, the, the big move that's going to put the Celtics above uh, of, of people's expectations of just being a one-and-done first-round team. And that's a deal that may or may not happen Thursday night. So let me ask you guys this question. If Ainge doesn't trade the number three pick on Thursday for a budding superstar, for a perennial all-star, would that make the night a huge disappointment? One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with John. Huge disappointment. You guys Huge think so? So much because of so because much of the last because, few years. Okay, yeah. what if he doesn't get a big name, but makes a deal that puts them in the right direction? All right, then, 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 then it, you, you get an average. Yeah, I would say <laughs> that if he makes a trade, that better be part for, of something big. Though. Like, uh, no, he would need to make a trade for some uh, like a, a legitimate NBA. Top twenty-five to thirty player in the league. We kind of alluded to it last episode, right? When Sean posted the question, "Oh, do do you know me and Sway think that after trading away the franchise player, you know, for fifteen years, you know, was it that the good decision?" And we're like, "Well, we're kind of waiting for the shoe to drop, the other shoe to right. drop." And this will be, and like, like I said, this is going to be fifty percent of that Brooklyn trade is whatever happens out of this draft, because if he drafts that pick, this is how sad it is, right? Yeah. If he drafts. Then we leave the Brooklyn pick 50% through, halfway through what we got for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. We will have Kelly Olenek, Marcus, Marcus Smart. Smart, and that didn't come from that deal. That's just because we fucking blew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right? And then let's say the worst thing that could possibly happen on draft night, and they draft Dragon Bender. Then you have Kelly Olenek, Marcus Smart and Dragon Bender for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, plus two future first round picks. If that draft ever happened, even let's just uh, somehow like change the time around. And Brooklyn came out with you with like, oh hey, here's three um, younger players and two draft picks for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. We'd be like, fuck no, <laughs> get out of it. But that's what this that's what this is turning into. So we, uh, if if this if he does draft. 
Dragon Bender, Jalen Brown, Jamal Murray, Buddy Hield. I don't care who it is, man. I don't care who it is. If he drafts somebody, personally, I'm going to think that this trade halfway through its life is a failure. Absolute failure. It's funny that it's funny that three years ago, assuming that the Celtics in that three year span were gonna suck, right? So that that, that pick was gonna be a great pick. But that didn't happen. The Celtics didn't suck for three years. Right. The Celtics actually made the playoffs and looked like at, at times could even be a threat in the East. Well, after that trade, you didn't necessarily need to suck. You needed the, the Nets to suck, which yeah, is what you, they, they, they right. did their which part. Which is what you're they right. banked right. on, which right. I right. think is sort of partially Danny right. Ainge's fault, though. But I think, I think which, it was a combination of the two, though. Yeah. That you wanted the Celtics to sort of suck, but Brooklyn to also suck. Well, at least the first year. Yeah. You well, wanted think, to try to get that top pick. Yeah, but you want you want to have you Smart want to have a six. good chance to draft well the next three seasons. Right, which which they they're going to be able to draft well, but I think if I think if you look at it, I mean, we're all we all hate on Philadelphia and what they did, but could you imagine if the Celtics had number one and number three? Like if the Celtics just instead of going out and getting Isaiah Thomas and like Kelly Olynyk was our star player with Marcus Smart as our second scoring option and we blew. But you think? But you think Celtics fan would be would would, would no? Be I mean, it's a that? different yeah. city. It's a different yeah. city. But yeah. I mean, when you make that deal for four draft picks, you're getting four draft picks. So I mean, and not considering all the other future deals that Danny was going to make, and then the Rondo trade, you get more draft picks, yeah. and then the Jeff Green trade, you get a future yeah. draft pick, mm-hmm. and then your own draft picks. You haven't given up anything. Like at some point, you got to give it up. You got to tr- if if you're going to make your team better, do something and, with and, it. And yeah. right now, while the, you're rebuilding, because they're still rebuilding, because that trade. Has, has us rebuilding with the draft picks. If you're not trading them, you're going to be rebuilding to use all four of those draft picks. Then you need, if you're, if you're going to rebuild, you need to suck. If you're going to try to use your assets and flip them for trades, you can be good. We're in the middle. We're, yeah, right now, exactly. we're somewhere in the middle, which yeah. is not, not a great place to be. But and I, and I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. No, I don't think so too because I think, I think it's it kind of just happened. Yeah, I think we've noticed that Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin Ainge, Danny <laughs> got Duran on the mind, man. Bobby, Bobby Davidson. <laughs> that Danny Ainge has been in rumors, right? Yes. I mean, there's been rumors for these big guys all along. It's just Danny Ainge won't won't give up the assets to pull the trigger. This year has to I'm be I'm still has to be different. We talked about it last episode. I'm still for the the Jimmy Butler deal, the Godfather offer. I don't know how you guys still feel about that. You know, we're a week removed from the last show, but as we get closer and closer, I'm still yep. willing to pull the trigger on that deal. Yep. Avery Bradley, Jay Jay Crowder, number three and number sixteen for Jimmy Butler. Which I think I think I Danny think that H- is the absolute best he can do in any scenario. Yeah. Whether we're talking about Butler, whether we're talking about Kevin Love. Whether we're talking about, you know, if it ever happens, Demarcus Cousin, if he's ever available, that is the absolute best he can do in terms of moving his assets. So I think that is what you push for. That's what you would love to see. But in the in the scenario where, which most likely will happen, where you have to come up with a Plan B on Thursday, I still love the thought of Nerlens Noel in a Celtics uniform. Number three pick. If we go Plan B, I'm going to be pissed, man. I don't know if I'd be pissed. I wouldn't hate that deal. You I wouldn't hate. You would hate it if they traded number three pick for Nerlens Noel and maybe like a Rozier or somebody else in that deal. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. As long as they trade it, I'll be okay. Exactly. I'm saying that that as scenario is better than it. than seeing them draft healed or I mean, whoever. I like Jamal Murray. I do or like Murray. Jamal Murray. But if we had like the seventh pick and we couldn't really flip it, Ainge. then I'd say get Jamal Murray. But Angel's a stubborn dude, man. That those that haul you're talking about. He's gonna say no. It's one or the other. Because you know what? He both. thinks he thinks the same way that we're thinking right now. Because get, right can, now we're as Celtics fans. And get more right back. now, right now as Celtics fans, we are getting desperate because we're like, come on, trade. It's a draft. Come on, let's go. Come on, come on, come on. Ainge has to keep that level headed and say, this is Jimmy Butler's value, which unfortunately he's probably not gonna pull the trigger on that shit. But I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. And in, in the case if if the Celtics do end up drafting. Do you think Danny Ainge and the Celtics need to draft the player with the most upside or one who can help the Celtics right away? Because like you said, this is a team that um like you said, this is a team that is a playoff team. They're not tanking. They're relevant in the Eastern Conference. A team that could have easily gone into the playoffs as the number three seed, but of course it didn't go their way towards the end of the season. So they're not too far off in terms of being a top notch Eastern Conference contender. So with that being said, wouldn't you think to yourself, all right, how about we see the Celtics, if they have to draft, let's see them pick someone 
that's going to give them a bump, you know, give, give them a boost off the bench. A, a guy who can come in and, and be that be that shooter, you know, that, that, they, that they need against the Hawks. They need a shooter after they lost Avery Bryant. They need someone that's going to score and produce for them as opposed to drafting someone who you have to wait two to three years to, to develop. I know Danny Ainge has gone on record to say that he's going to go that route if he has to select, if he has to draft the number three, he's going to go with the guy with the most upside. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's something that, they, that that's something that the Celtics should reconsider? Should they go for a guy who can help them right away, or should they go for the guy who's going to be a, a star in in the next two to three years? I think they go for somebody. They should go for somebody that's going to help them right away because if they don't make a move on draft night and they don't trade whoever they draft or the pick beforehand, and they draft somebody, it's kind of like what Cleveland did. Cleveland drafted Andrew Wiggins, right? Everyone's like, "Oh, Andrew Wiggins is the future in Cleveland. He's going to help." You know LeBron James. That you know after LeBron made the decision to come back, mm. and that's going to be they're going to they're going to be they're going to be sidekicks. And then LeBron was like, you know what? What if we trade this 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 stud for somebody that's already established? Mm-hmm. What if what if Celtics do the same thing? What if the Celtics draft someone that's going to help them right now? But if it, if it, if that helps them get somebody even bigger, you know, i.e. Jimmy Butler, right? Yeah, no, I, I see you know what you're saying. saying. I just feel like the, the, the top two picks are the, are the shiniest, obviously. Well, yes. And, and I, those two guys are the ones that are headlining this draft. So if you don't get one of those guys, which obviously that's not going to be the Celtics because they unfortunately got to have the third pick see, and the second so. or first. Uh, this, this is the one thing that I would say about that. But what if what, what, well, one Joel's, of those top two goes down? In they Joel's go down. scenario. Because I, I think, I think what this, this is, truthfully, this is what I think, is that reading what Austin Ainge says and Danny Ainge says when they've been talking to – the the beat writers about the draft is oh, that like but in Austin we don't talk too no, much about Austin yeah Austin dude he's for some reason been interviewed all the time they're like Austin go ahead and well, tell about the draft <laughs> he's a he, draft guy he's the one going over to Europe to yeah, watch all these true. guys <laughs> and, and you know going to all different of, high schools all and, of a sudden he's Austin like yeah, Austin's yeah. in the news it's I mean, like Austin's oh. been eyeing some of these players like two three years ago when they were in, still in high school but and he's been true. doing his he's been doing his job but what he brought up was last year he said if you were at the third pick last year there was no way you thought you were getting Okafor yeah until right before the draft so I think. And I hope and I pray that the only reason why <laughs> that we haven't traded this third overall pick yet is because we want to see what happens. Is it going Simmons-Ingram? Is, is Ingram and Simmons going to be off the board? Yeah. Because maybe they have a trade that they're like, well, for the number three overall pick, we don't want to. We'll we'll give you like Nerlens Noel or mm-hmm. or like uh, like who put it whoever name in like not a top. Five player and leave Kevin Love, right? Well, there there is a report that the Lakers are uh, considering Buddy gonna, Hill. I was going to bring two. that up. Yeah, that, yep. But I, but I'm just saying, like, it is sort of smart to say before I give you the third pick and you end up with Simmons or or Ingram, right? They're like, we want those two players over Kevin Love, uh, Nerlens Noel, Jaleel Okafor, whatever. But if it comes down to it, and then you know, at draft night, Simmons and Ingram off the board, and you have a deal for not Jimmy Butler or not Demarcus Cousins or not whoever, mm-hmm. then it makes sense to trade him. But you have to wait to see what they do because they're it's pretty secretive right now of what's going on. And I hope the Lakers go up and draft Buddy Hield. Ah, oh, that would just be amazing. That would be amazing because then you would. Oh, I'm not. I I'm, I can't even. I can't even speculate right now. Has your opinion changed about Kevin Love? You still like to see him in a Celtics uniform? I would still love to see him in a Celtics uniform. I don't think my opinion has changed at all. I think you saw that last night when you let him off the LeBron's leash. He's a good player, and I think if you put him in Brad Stevens' system, who loves bigs that can shoot, but also rebound, like he wants you to do everything. He he puts you in positions to do everything. I still think that Kevin Love will be a great. Great fit for the Boston Celtics, and you know what? I I'm not sure if you guys. I know I know we're going to talk about uh one of those podcasts, but you guys listen to that Jalen and Jacoby podcast? Uh, I listen yeah, to I it on on air. Yeah, I watch it. I watch it on. TV. Oh yeah, watch it on TV. TV right yeah, I listen to it Did on, on ESPN Radio. They were, they were like, "Oh, Kevin Love would be a great fit for the Celtics," and then all Jalen Rose had no reason basketball wise he would be a good fit because, but he's like, he's white. Oh, and I was like sitting there, like, dude. By the, by the way, you know Jalen Rose hates the Celtics, right? Yeah. Oh, he does. He'll hate never the Celtics. say it outright. Which but is he why does. I don't right. think Pierce and him could sit next to each other on the set because that yeah. that uh, he was on Indiana that year, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 Fucking prick. I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like Jalen Rose just has that whole mentality 
towards the Celtics, like the way he feels about Duke in, in a way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. It's like, I oh, mean, yeah, they're the traditional team, you know, team that has a lot of tradition. They plus, he's had to deal with Simmons like this entire yeah, yeah, like, like, professional like you, you know he was, basketball You know player. he rooted for the Lakers every single time he played yeah. the Celtics. Like but he the, was one of those guys that like, he looked at the race car and he looked at his, his Boston as like a racist city and he just played that whole like, oh, I can't stand these guys. You know what I mean? So I feel like that still carries over to this day. Yeah. And he's, he's going to be against the Celtics and he's going to, Look at them as that. You know what? You know what kills that me about same team from the eighties. You know what kills me about Jalen though? No one ever calls him out on shit like that. They kind of just like glad it. You know, besides the Uncle Tom thing, you know, and a couple other. That's why I would love to see him and Chris Webber together. And like, <laughs> whether it's TNT <laughs> or ESPN, I just want to see those two just like talking sport, talking basketball, and then just go in on 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 different topics back and forth. Just those two. That would be that would be TV gold, in my opinion. Yeah, I just I just feel like you know he he can make statements like that and, and everyone just goes ah, ah, ah Jalen that was funny but no one ever no one no one ever says out, right. no one ever says bro why do you feel like this and you continue to say the same stuff over and over and over again no one ever does that and you know that's why he, that's why he's gonna stay on ESPN because he rules that well, probably because it's Bron James I mean uh, he's Jalen Rose man that's uh, he's he's on the Fab Five you're not gonna call him out for his shit because he fucking started that style of bass I don't know man you can't call him out on that. You can call him out on some of his uh, this takes. No, I'm saying, takes. I'm saying, like, but on just, TV just, just you can't Love call him out on that, right? Just, just Kevin Love is white. That's good. Like, look at a good fit for the Celtics. Like, look at his co-host on no, that. Look at his co-host on that show. You like, can't. He's just like, ha ha, you're so funny, Jalen. Yeah. Like, oh, so what did you think about? Uh, how about that classic Wu Tang album? Like, he just hypes him yeah, up. Like, yeah. they, they paired him with that yeah. guy who's never going to challenge Jalen. He will never challenge. He's a split star. Yeah, He's never going to say, oh, Jalen. Let's talk about this. That's what I was trying to say. Right. It's like the co-host compared to him. It's like no one's ever going to call him out or right. say anything. He feels, he feels like last privilege night, and honor to be working night, with Jalen Rose. Last night, Sage Steele was trying to like go into a commercial break, and he was just like, yeah, yeah. He was like <laughs> rapping. And it's like, dude, shut the f- shut up. <laughs> I hope Sage Steele murders him. <laughs> that's what he does. Cold blood. It's very unlikely that's going to happen. I know. But... Sage Steele's the best. She's all right. She's pretty dope. <laughs> She's all right. Yeah. That's true. I gave myself some sage deal. You would give yourself some sage deal? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, Joel, what do we miss? What's going on? All right, in case you missed it. See, if Jalen Rose is here, he'd be like, oh, you got the Nas going. <laughs> and then if I, if I was Jacoby, I'd be like, yeah, I knew you'd love that. I know, yeah. I, know, I, know, I know this is up your alley. <laughs> so I played it. You know? So I played it. I mean, I know. you know, Illmatic, you know, like, I love how he just came so, you know, hard with it. And then, like, Jalen's like, yup, yep, yep, yep. That's yep. right. You, you read in my mind. <laughs> you knew, you know real music. You know, he just some, some stupid shit like that. If I'm Jacoby, I would be like, um, what, are you surprised because I'm, I'm white that I know this song? <laughs> All right, Joe, go ahead. Sage Steel, go ahead. In case, Sage Steel. In case you missed it. Yup. <laughs> in case you missed it um, Kevin Durant Despite all uh, A lot of all-stars Dropping out of a, uh, Some Olympic duties For Team USA He says he is on board Completely Despite all the rumors Of him Leaving OKC He will Go to To Brazil You know While these other ones Are dropping out Because of Zika reasons I mean Sorry Because of Their in- nagging injuries I love the Zika Yeah So He's Don't going get to be Sean in started. <laughs> in case you missed it, Jimmy Butler, who was mentioned a lot during this episode, was interviewed last week by Sean's boy, hmm? Bill Simmons. Mm, yes. He had uh, a lot to say about the Celtics. About actually. the Celtics. Well, Bill asked him, he said. Yeah, so he says, well, I quote, trust me, I get enough on my Instagram and Twitter about going to Boston, said Butler. Everybody is like, in Chicago, right? Jimmy, please don't leave the Bulls. I literally can't control that. It's not like I'm a free agent. Ooh. Hmm. He, a little preemptive strike by Jimmy Butler right there? A little a little a little history here. The Celtics had an opportunity to draft Jimmy Butler back in 2011. Oh, and he mm. remembers. Oh, he remembers clearly because he thought the Celtics were gonna draft him. Mm. Just think how different that would be. At pick twenty five, the Celtics had I the twenty fifth pick. Everything. Guess who we picked? Marshawn Brooks. And then got traded for Juwan Johnson. For Juwan Johnson and a second round draft pick because you know Danny H can't do anything without a second round draft pick, right? Right. He goes. To- <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna go there. <laughs> so I ask you guys: Would Jimmy Butler 
feel ecstatic to be traded to the Celtics. I think so. I, I think, think he would, considering that he thought he would be be a Celtic. Anyways. Yeah, I think he's done with Chicago. I think he's run his last course there. And plus, I think the whole management over there is just like, well, yeah. maybe not the manager, but the coach. It sounds the coach. like it's the coach. It sounds like the, the, he just doesn't have his locker room. I mean, yeah. this is a team that didn't make it to the playoffs. You got Joe Kim Noah just pretty much saying bye to everyone. He sent like a text message, reportedly sent messages to all of his teammates. Because of course he's a free agent, but he's not even considering coming back. He's saying like, I'm, I'm out, I'm leaving. He didn't like his reduced role. He didn't like the way the team was run. And now you got talks about maybe uh, Coach Hoiberg and, and Jimmy Butler were at it, were going getting, at it throughout along, the entire yeah. season. Well, let me tell you one thing on that podcast that I, that I that I did hear is is it was sort of weird the way he was saying it. Jimmy Butler was like, well, you know, we, we, we doing a whole new system in one year, it's tough to do, right? And he's like, but, you know, he wants us to shoot more threes, and, you know, I'm just not that great at shooting threes. So then Bill followed up, was like, hey, well, you you working on your, your three-point shooting? And he's like, well, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not focusing on <laughs> three-point shooting. So it sort of seems right. like it sort of gives you the feel that it's like I'm not doing what the coach wants. I me don't to do. want, yeah, yeah. He, 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 I don't want to play this system. He yeah. was like, that is not part of my game. Like yeah. I can, he, he's an all right three point shooter. And Bill was like, yeah, you just shoot forty percent from the three point line. You're, you'll be perfect for this system. He was like, yeah, but it's not my game. You know, so <laughs> he, I don't think he wants to be in Chicago under Fred Holberg. Any other player who gets along with their coach and sees like, all right, I'm gonna make adjustments for the benefit of the team, right? Would be like. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm doing I'm doing the best I can. Right. You know, but he he fudge it a little bit. He yeah. shot it down. He said, "Nah, I'm I'm not focusing on becoming a better three point." He's shooter. like, "Absolutely not." Yeah. But see, that's the that's the kind of the problem. The NBA today's NBA though, right? I mean, players sort of dictate which direction the team goes into, which is why I think a big reason why I think always Demarcus like Cousins is NBA, still though. Sacramento. Well, which is which I mean, is, coaches are going it's like a revolving door of coaches. It's always yeah. like that in the NBA. Well, I'm yeah. A, that's why I'm afraid that the Wolves would, Wait, would pick up would pick know, up back in the day. Before we were born, I don't know if it was okay. like well, well, Magic, Magic Johnson, Magic, you know, <laughs> since apparently, like the eighties and nineties. Yeah, apparently Magic Johnson got his coach fired back in the day too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Well, what I think might happen is you may see a coaching change before you see Jimmy Butler get traded. Unfortunately, that might. Happen. I don't think but so. But there's still a chance he's traded though. There's still a chance. I don't think so because they spent a they after the Stevens signing, Hoiberg got signed. Hoiberg got a quite a bit of money for quite a bit of years. Yeah, and I think that they see it as this is the new wave of the NBA. I mean, we can, we can, you know, if we have a system that we think is going to work, I don't think they're going to give up on it right after one year because you then you look at Sacramento and say that's what they've been doing. Just trade your superstar at that point, right? And see what else you can catch in a bottle. But who knows? We'll see. Hey, you can read. Because you, can you still read, got Rose. Avery you still got Bradley, Rose. two first-round picks. That's a, that's not a bad place to start if you're, bada if bing, you're Chicago. Bada bang. Well, you can read more uh, Jimmy Butler quotes about the Celtics and the city of Boston. By going to CausewayStreetBlog.com. Oh, did you do a piece on this? I sure did. Oh, yeah, get didn't. the hell out of here. I didn't I see sure that. Did. Get out of here. I got to read Forget it myself. Forget about it. Check that out. And check out Sway's piece also on a good godfather deal for Jimmy Butler. Also on the website. So speaking of other tra- other players that the Celtics could be you know, looking to trade for, Greg Monroe has just been available. Made available. or He's, been, he's being hmm. shot by the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. On a scale of 1 to 10. Getting paid seventeen million next year, should the Celtics look into uh, trying to trade for him, which would probably be less of a haul going to Milwaukee than Jimmy Butler. On a scale of one to ten. Oh, what, what, what were we talking about? Like, yeah, what yeah. do you want? Like his game? How much or? would you? How much would you want Jimmy Butler on the Celtics? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Sorry, to Greg Monroe. Greg Monroe. Um, I think yeah. we all agree Jimmy Butler is probably around a nine ten. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Monroe eight tops. I would I would have loved nah. I would have loved him a year ago because nah. I really thought like the Celtics had a better chance to sign him. But his he has a he has a uh, team friendly deal because he's only got two more years left on his deal. And it's at next year is at seventeen million. Yeah, which as, as Sean likes to say, you know, with the cap going up, isn't too bad. If you're under <laughs> if you're under twenty million, you're not on a terrible contract. Nicely done, Sway. Nicely done. I just really don't using something that Sean says against him. No, I just I just don't like Craig Monroe, man. I didn't uh, even want to. I didn't want good. him to sign him last year. Remember, I was against signing Greg Monroe. He's the now top power forward in the now East. Now you're gonna give in the East now. Now you're gonna give up assets for him too. No, but you want to? I don't think you would have given up that much compared to trying to squ- acquire Jimmy pick. Butler. You know what I think though? I, and I, I wouldn't be. I don't think the that. Celtics are. are big I'd rather on, go after Jabari him. Parker. I'd rather try wow. to pry Jabari Parker off the hands. I think because he had an okay season in in Milwaukee last well this past season. I think now it makes it less attractive. 
Well, you think about it. I mean, he was a beast in Detroit. He had a he had a good season last year, but he was injury injuries were really kept him off the court. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know, I know, you know, he was supposed to be like their big, their big star last year. What if we trade for Jabari Parker though? Mm. Jabari Parker had a great rookie season, shortened by an ACL surgery. Players usually don't get back to where they normally are until about. One full season afterwards. Yeah, but I think Milwaukee—they really like him in the Greek Freak. Well, I that you—that's that's that's the thing, though. That's sort of—it's sort of redundant, though. You got Carter Williams, you got Jabari Parker, you got the Greek Freak, you got Chris Middleton. Yes. Oh, that's another. They great all play piece. the same position. Yeah. Or I mean, unless you're gonna put the Greek Freak at the, freak at the four, you have which, wing which players. Is, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. But but then you put more, you know, I I just uh, feel something, like something to keep your eye on. I, I mean, feel like I feel like that would be a great little 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 pickup for the Celtics. You trade a 3 pick for the former overall 2 pick. Year removed from the ACL surgery. I don't I don't see that being a bad bad but bad trade. A year ago, just to sum up real quick with the Greg Monroe, Greg Monroe. Who would who would you guys have picked to be an All-Star? Greg Monroe or Andrew Drummond? Or Andre Drummond? Monroe. Drummond. Really, a, a year, year ago. ago, this a is year before, ago, before when, Drummond went off this oh, past season. Yeah. The reason why, the reason why Greg Monroe got traded because Drummond was. Well, he didn't such get traded. A, he just didn't get resigned. Well, he didn't get resigned because Andre Drummond. Yeah, I would have picked. Oh, I no, I, you know me about uh, Greg Monroe. Well, they had to pick one of those guys, and obviously and, and they they Drummond, Drummond. Drummond was yeah, cheaper. Yeah, but at, at that time, Drummond was cheaper. Exactly. Yeah, and a better play, and they, uh, I knew. Yeah, like they were, he was going to command big dollars, yeah. even though he only signed a three-year deal, which is weird to me. But he signed a three-year deal. Yeah, I, with uh, the Bucks. I've never been a Greg Monroe guy. Okay. I don't think I ever will be. He's one of those power forwards that, bear. I don't know. He's. He, I know he's not great defensively. He's he's all right offensively, but his. He's not a guy that's going to take over a game. Like, at least Kevin Love will be able to take over a game, maybe. You know, Kevin Love can still still has that ability to take over a game. But Greg Monroe was never a 25 and 12 guy. He was he, he's an he's an 18 and 18 and 10 guy on his best day, which is good, but I don't want to trade for that. Okay. Fair to say. In case you missed it, as the uh champion Cavaliers were traveling from uh, Oakland back to Cleveland, guess where they decided to make a pit stop in, guys? Where? Vegas. Yeah. So good old Vegas. So whatever, whatever J.R. Smith impregnates in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> I was gonna bring him up. He was like, "There's videos of him like uh, pouring champagne on females." So all the all, all the booty he the didn't booty. get in Cleveland, all about the booty. He got it all last night, all this morning, <laughs> or he's still getting it as we speak. Uh. There's a great chance that that, that that was his idea to go to Vegas because he would want to party it up. He oh, wanted to yeah. go up big. But the video, what cracked me up the most about that video is that he's sitting there. He's got no shirt on. He's sweating. He's dabbing. He's chugging uh, champagne straight out the yeah, bottle. It's been, it's and in the back, you see, Richard, no. You, no, huh? no, you see Richard Jefferson just like with a little champagne bottle, just uh, not even a bottle, uh, a glass. champagne glass, yeah. just sipping it and just kind of bobbing his head, like completely <laughs> sober pretty much, just <laughs> chilling there, bobbing his head, and J.R. Smith is just losing it, going nuts. But that was the funniest part There's of that video. There's another video too. With, 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 with Moscow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that. I literally thought I was like, the camera, "How the hell did this kid get in there?" Oh, that's Mozgov. Yeah, the, the camera pans to Mozgov. You don't know it's him until right at the end. He's, like, got, oh, like a, he's got like a pink button up yeah. on, dude. Like, Jefferson too. It was just, yeah. it was like weird. They're like they're like the two like uh, like all right guys, we're having fun. They're kind of just standing there looking around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this is this is great. My this wife's is, gonna awesome. be so mad at me. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know what? Uh, as much as we hate J.R. Smith, um. For doing what he did to Crowder last year, he's pretty pretty comical dude, man. Oh yeah, he's a character. He's funny, but whatever. He didn't do much in his final series, but no, he's good. I know. he's funny. No, he certainly did not. Yeah. He, certainly and he was not. a throw-in in that uh, in that Knicks trade to uh, Cleveland, which was weird to me. Oh, considering that he, he he was in the middle of his, I mean, he was in year one of his extension that he got from New York, and he was a six man of the year the year before. So no one saw that one coming. But that's it for in case you missed it. The draft this Thursday, Causeway Street will be on Causeway Street, hanging out. Yes, we so look for will. us. Well, we want to get some some reaction post uh, pre pre draft and post draft. So make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, on the tweets, both at Causeway Street. Check us out on Facebook, Causeway Street Blog, and check out our, our website, CausewayStreetBlog.com. You can follow Sean at Sean Dutra, S E A N D U T R A. And you can follow Sway at J-O-E underscore S-W-A-Y-1-0. 
You certainly can. <laughs> That's right. That's out, right. Shout out to the homies out west. Yes. In in the in the in the open field. Nope. Try again. <laughs> the open field. No. Nope. I was doing that. The what is it? It's into the open field. No, it's not. Their dra- <laughs> their thing is not. It's 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 the open field. Are you talking about their handle? You're talking handle. about what they're their handle they're called. Their handle. I'm talking about the their blog handle. is called into the open field. Yeah, but their handle is the open field. Okay. Well, we'll have to talk to them and see what the hell they want us to call them. <laughs> also, I'm gonna get mad corny here. If if she does listen to this, which she probably won't. Yeah, don't tell happy, her to listen. I gotta say happy two year anniversary to my gal pal, my number one. Your boo. My boo, oh. Paula. Your bae? Happy two year anniversary. There we go. Had to get that out there. Well, congrats, man. Two Thank years. You. Only two, huh? Only, Only I know, two. Right? It seems like a lot. Yeah, it seems like I've been doing this forever. Shout out to uh, <laughs> my lady. She's gonna hate that comment. Yeah, she is. Shout out edit, to my lady and Sway. I don't know if you want to shout out your lady, but we all shouting out ladies. What's up, Tess? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you're is this fucking Valentine's Day? I just had to do it, man. No, no, you understand, but Jesus. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for this episode, episode forty-five, Thursday. Everyone, cross your fingers. Let's make Get a your trade. horseshoe. Get your, uh, what is it, rabbit foot. Any yes. luck that you can bring for the Celtics if you're a Celtics fan, which I'm guessing you are if you listen to this podcast. Woo. Thursday is the day. Any superstition, any lucky draws, everything. I some, want lucky, some lucky charms. Trade. Lucky charms. Make I want everything on the table Thursday trade. because this make is going to be a trade. big night for the make Celtics. Even if they do nothing, it's a big night because they didn't do anything. Ooh. Uh, so let's hope that they do get something done here. But historically... Danny's been a little iffy on draft night. Hey, two. Your favorite ex-Celtic was traded on draft night. Uh, <laughs> we didn't find out until after they drafted Jeff Green too. So don't, don't come out with those. You still got that jersey laying around. Put that on too. Put it on. You got baby. yourself a Ray Allen jersey. Put go. that on. That yes, let's go. Wear it Thursday. Yeah, fuck that guy. We'll talk to you guys <laughs> later. Later. <laughs> this weight is heavy on.